Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. This is Michael here. How are you doing? How are you guys? Hope you're doing well. I am excited for today because I'm covering a topic that I have been asked about many times and I haven't spoke about it that much. I think I may have spoke about it in the early days of the podcast, but maybe not so much recently. And this is the topic of the intermediate plateau. I will talk about what this is in just a second, but it feels a bit weird to be talking and recording another podcast now because I've recently been updating some of the older episodes of the podcast and hearing my voice way back in episode one and two, the very early days, is very strange. It's very strange. I think I've changed quite a lot since then. I guess today I'm more energetic. I'm a lot less awkward than I used to be. And it's quite nice to see. But yeah, it feels weird now that seeing the difference here as I'm recording compared to that, that was just on my mind. But yeah, I I think it's a nice lesson for me. No matter how difficult something seems, and no matter how far outside your comfort zone it might be, like recording a podcast, if you keep doing it again and again and again, you will get better. And I I can't wait to see how how far I will improve in the future. (laughs) But yes, well... Speaking of that, I have been doing many, many updates on Level Up English recently. So as I said, I've been updating some of the older episodes a little bit. But one big thing I've done is I have updated really all of the courses on the website now. So if you are a member, please check it out. And if not, I can tell you quickly about some things that I've done. Basically, at Level Up English, we have many different courses And it was getting a little bit confusing over there because we had just too much content. So now I have combined courses together to make things much, much more simple. And I've got courses now for level up your vocabulary, level up your grammar, level up your pronunciation. So I've kind of grouped them together. I've got another one, level up your writing as well. So I'm putting all these lessons into one big course based on the skill. Another thing I've done is I've updated a lot of old videos on there because I used to have old videos where I still had lots of hair and I was very shy and awkward and now I've updated them with modern day Michael. So hopefully those are a bit better as well and the quality is nicer and as always we're still doing the group classes every week. They are so much fun. We are also posting podcast transcripts every week so you can read the subtitles for all these episodes over there and we also have the private podcast the private podcast is available every friday for members so if any of that sounds good for you you want to see all the things i'm working so hard on you can go to levelupenglish.school and then click on the members button at the top of the page and that will take you to the sign-up page. But I hope to see you there. If you have any questions about it, just let me know. Let me know. But yes, as I said, today I want to talk a little bit 
about the intermediate plateau. Let's do some vocabulary. So plateau, this word, I think it's a French word. So the spelling is quite confusing. It doesn't really match up to the pronunciation, in my opinion. But plateau is essentially like a mountain or a hill that's very flat on the top. I think they're very common in, I want to say, like Nevada or some desert place in America, maybe Australia, where the land goes up and then it's really flat at the top. So that's what a plateau is. It's like a very elevated, flat piece of land, basically. In language learning, when we talk about a plateau, we are talking about your progress, the shape of the curve of your progress and your improvement. So if you imagine a graph, at the very beginning, time is zero, your knowledge is zero. You haven't started learning English yet. You're a complete beginner. As you improve, and as time goes by, that line will go forward and up. Up means you're improving, forward means time is passing. But then there's a funny thing that tends to happen when you get to an intermediate level, which is above beginner, but below advanced. And that is it feels like you get stuck. So we can say your progress plateaus. We can use this as a verb to plateau, which means like to level out, to get flat. So in the beginner stages, it's so exciting because every day you're learning more and more and more. And then you reach this stage where your progress slows down and you kind of get stuck there. And you feel like maybe for weeks or months or years that you're not improving. And it's really demotivating. I have been there and I know many of you can relate to what I'm talking about. So I'm going to give my best advice today on how to get over this intermediate plateau. And my advice may change in the future. I might do a part two one day, but right now I'm going to share my ideas on this. Maybe it's also important to take a second to explain why this plateau happens. It's important to understand why we feel like progress has slowed down. And I think one reason is because when you're a beginner, the words you're learning are high frequency, which means they're really common words that we use all the time. If you think about it, when you first start a language, you might learn five words in one day. The next day, you learn five words. On day two, you have doubled your knowledge in that language. You know twice as much as you did the day before. Your skill is improving so quickly every day. But then the more you learn, the less there is left to learn. When you already know a thousand words, learning five more words feels like it doesn't make any difference. It's very insignificant compared to your total knowledge of the language. So yeah, when you're a beginner, you're learning words such as hello and how are you and sunny, rainy, these words. And these are words that we use all the time. So they're very useful and you will need to know them. When you get to a more advanced level or more intermediate level, the words you learn become less useful. You might learn a word like solar panel, which I can see out the window. And it is possibly a useful word, solar panel, these things on the roof of a house. But it's not an everyday word. So it feels like you're not really using what you're learning. 
And that also contributes to this lack of feeling progress. So essentially, the more you know, the more you realise you don't know. You get to this point where you're learning and learning and learning and you realise how big the language is. And that can be quite demotivating. So it can be a little bit less exciting at this stage because you're learning much more slowly. Remember, rather than adding 100% to your language knowledge, you're adding 0.1% to your total knowledge. It's a lot less exciting, but it is natural. So don't worry if you are at this stage. It's important to remember that the gaps between levels are not equal. If you are familiar with the European framework of language levels, we've got A1, A2, these are beginners, B1, B2 is intermediate. It's not even between them. A1 to A2 is much easier than, say, B1 to B2. So the higher up you go, the harder and longer it takes to get to each level. And the hardest one is C1 to C2. C2 is essentially fluent, like perfect, amazing English. But some people never reach that C2 level because it takes a long, long time and it's very difficult to get there. You can, of course, but it takes longer. So it's important to understand the times between levels are not equal. And I have experienced this plateau myself for many years. If we have time, I will maybe come back to that more later and talk about my own experience. So this idea was given to me by one of you guys, a listener, who emailed me with this question. And I replied to the email with some tips, but obviously I can go into a bit more detail here. So one thing this person said on email was they feel like they're not good enough because of their exam result. And that's why they feel like they're stuck. So if that is you, I just want to make it very clear that exams are not generally a good way to test your language ability. There are many things that exams cannot do. They're not usually great at testing your speaking level. And essentially, they're just just not a perfect way of guessing someone's level. Just because someone scores high on an exam doesn't mean they're going to be a good English speaker. It doesn't necessarily match up. So don't worry too much about a grade that you got. Whether it's good or bad, don't let it affect your confidence too much. Okay, now finally, let's get into some more tips on how to overcome this plateau. So simple tip, which I mentioned in my email to this person was just don't give up hope. That's a simple one, easy one, right? But easier said than done. It's easier to say than to do. So basically understand that this is natural. So it's not a time to give up. It's a time to keep working and stay, you know, eyes on the eyes on the prize. There's a good expression. Keep your eye on the prize. That means keep your mind, your eyes focused on that goal. Don't lose sight of the goal. A more practical tip you could consider is to increase the time you spend studying. This is a great thing to do because, as I said, the gaps between levels are not even. So as a beginner, maybe you're studying 10 minutes a day. That's fine. I'm learning Cornish at the moment. I'm still a beginner. I study like five minutes every day and I learn a lot because my knowledge is quite small. But when you get to a more intermediate level, you really want to increase the time you spend in the language. I can't really give you 
a recommendation on time. It may be different for each person. There's no perfect time, but really the more you can do, the better. So if you're doing 10 minutes, see if you can make it 30 minutes. See if you can increase that time, whatever it is. That will definitely help you, I'm sure. My next tip is to change your study method. So another thing that I believe must change as you transition from beginner to intermediate and go up these levels is to think about what you're doing and how you can do it better. So one thing I recommend usually is to consider putting down the grammar book. I think grammar books can be very useful when you're a beginner to get the basic foundation. But when you get to higher levels, it becomes a bit of a burden and it holds you back. And I think what's usually better for people is to focus more on forms of output as well. Because when you're a beginner, you've got all this input, this reading and listening and lessons. But when you get more advanced, you want to do much more speaking and perhaps writing as well. And remember, you do not have to study grammar to learn grammar. You can learn grammar fairly well through speaking and through reading and listening. You can learn grammar naturally. And if there is something that you find difficult, feel free to, you know, look it up in a book. You don't have to avoid grammar books, but maybe going from cover to cover, reading every page is not the most effective thing you could be doing at this stage. Leading on from that tip, also evaluate, which means think about and study how much time do you spend practicing and evaluate what you are doing. So this could include how much time do you spend practicing? We will be right back to the Level Up English podcast after a short break. Do you actually spend enough time in your studies? If you really count the minutes in a day, does it add up to much? Maybe you feel like it is, but if you actually count them, it's like, oh, it's only 10 minutes. Maybe that's not enough to improve. And then also consider, is that really effective? Are you spending your time in an effective way to learn? So my example right now is now that I've reached a higher level in one of my languages, I spend less time on vocabulary flashcards than I used to, and I have more time on regular speaking practice. And I've also signed up to some online lessons where I can have little audio lessons in a fun and engaging way. So just one thing that I've done. I spent some time, about 30 minutes, and I evaluated my routine, and I thought about what I could do better and differently. Another thing to evaluate is to consider your weak areas. So have a think about what you're not so good at in English, because it's very easy to focus on what you're good at, because that's usually what makes you feel good. And it's fun to be good at something. But if you want to be a good, fluent English speaker, you really need to build up those weak areas and not let your ego get in the way. Don't let yourself feel too proud. Accept that you have some weak areas. We all do. And focus on them. Right now for me, it's speaking. Speaking is my weakest area. So I have decided to put more focus on my speaking. And it might be the same for you because that is a very hard one to practice. 
So you put more time into your weakest areas. Another thing to re-evaluate, which means think about again, is to have a look at your goals. Re-evaluate your goals for learning. My example, when I first started learning Japanese like 10 years ago, I wanted to learn so I could watch horror movies without subtitles. And I love horror movies, but I haven't seen one in at least five years. I'm not a big movie watcher anymore. So I had to kind of reevaluate my goals and think about why am I still learning this language? And these days, it's much more about travel and connecting with people when I'm traveling. It's less about my original goal. In, in fact, it's changed completely. So it's important to think about that so you have that motivation in your mind. Another thing, the last thing to evaluate is how focused are you? This is something from my own experience that I'm aware of. When you're studying, are you 100% focused on what you're doing? Or do you have, you know, your phone in one hand while you're studying? Maybe it's like, okay, a little bit of study, a little bit of Instagram uh, or something like that. It feels like it's fine, but it does really negatively affect your studies. So whatever you do in that time, be as focused as you can. I am not always perfect at this. I will be the first to admit it's difficult not to be distracted. But I really believe, say, 10 minutes of 100% focused study is better than 30 minutes of, you know, half focused study. I, I really do. I, ha I haven't seen any studies saying that, but from my intuition, my feeling, I really do believe that's true. So try to be as focused as you can be, and it saves your time as well. You don't want to waste time. A few more tips now. I hope these are useful. One of them is just to make your routine fun. If you've got to this level where you could listen to my voice and understand most of what I'm saying, you've probably been learning for quite some time. And if we do anything for a certain amount of time, things can get boring. Things can get monotonous. Monotonous, a bit like boring. It just means it's very simple and dull, that nothing changes. It's always the same. It's very boring. So if things do get monotonous in your life, it's time for a change. I mean, there's two options, really. It's either quit or you change and make it fun. Hopefully, you do not quit. We can make it fun. But yeah, think about what you're doing. So one simple example from me, I used to have this routine goal of watching some TV series every day in another language. And honestly, I really hated it. I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't like anything I was watching, but I forced myself to do it every day. And I don't think that's a good thing because it made it seem like a chore to me. Now I have changed my routine in a way that is fun for me. So I wake up in the morning and I'm quite excited to learn. So it's different for everyone, but think about what you could do to make it fun. And I did make an episode quite a long time ago on making things fun. So if you want to see that, you could maybe go to levelupenglish.school slash all episodes. There you will see every episode I've made and you can probably do like a control F, like search function and search for fun. I cannot remember the episode off the top of my head, which means without 
researching. Another little reminder I wrote down here to help you is to remember progress is not consistent. At least the, the feeling of progress in your mind isn't consistent. So some people think when you improve in a language that your progress will go like this, like a steady line going up. In reality, it's much more bumpy. It goes up and then flat and up. it's like stairs, you know? So sometimes it feels like you're improving quickly. Sometimes it slows down. Sometimes it goes quick again. So don't feel like you've stopped improving. Just understand that you're on one of those flat stairs at the moment. Just have that understanding that it does go up, but it's not consistent. I think that is an important thing to know as you're learning. Keep in mind. Another thing, I always like to compare language learning to going to the gym because it's quite similar, you know, rather than exercising your muscles, you're exercising your brain. It's a different kind of muscle, isn't it? And just like going to the gym, you don't want to get too comfortable. If you've ever been exercising before, maybe you want to build some muscle. Once the exercise gets easy, once it gets comfortable, that is when the muscle stops growing because your body has got used to it. So you want to keep changing your exercise. You want to make it harder. You want to make it more challenging. And that's how you keep growing muscle. Obviously, I don't know that from experience. I don't have much muscle, but I have heard that is true. <laughs> but I know it is true for language learning. So probably at this stage, you want to make things harder. If you find it's getting boring, maybe that's because there's no more challenge in what you're doing. So reevaluate again your routine and think about what you could do to introduce more of a challenge to your studies in a fun way. You know, we like a challenge, don't we? It means we're learning and improving. So challenge yourself in a fun way. But also be careful not to challenge yourself too much. If you want to read a whole book, it might be too much. It might be a bit demotivating to try to read a book or a newspaper at this stage. I've got two more tips now. We're almost done here. But my next tip is to find a way to make it fun again. So this kind of is similar to a lot of things I've said already. But the more you do something, the more likely it is to get boring. So find a way to make it fun. But more than that, it's about getting curious about the language. Because I remember when I first started learning Japanese, I was so curious. Whenever I saw a new word, I would go, wow, okay, what's this word? Look it up, look at some example sentences, learn about how to use it. And the more you learn, it's very easy to go, yeah, I don't need to know that word. Yeah, you kind of, that's not important. You, you get a little bit jaded which kind of just means not curious and a little bit fed up with everything. And see if you can tap into that curious mindset again, where maybe you see a new word in English and you go, ooh, what's this? And then you look it up in a dictionary and then you're thinking about how you can use it. You're imagining yourself using it in different situations. Go, hmm, I wonder, is, does this word come from Greek? Is it a, a Latin word? Like that kind of level of curiosity makes it more fun, but also it helps you remember things as well. When you get really curious about how to use a word, the origins of the word, what words it's related to, all that kind of stuff. And an example of that is 
maybe you're traveling in Britain. And if you're not curious, you're just walking through on your phone, not thinking about anything. But if you're very, very curious and you keep your mind open, you're looking at the signs around you that, ooh, that's a new word. What does that mean? Oh, hmm. I'm not sure about this word on that sign. And I think it's a nice way to learn if you keep your mind open. But anyway, my final tip today is just speak with someone from the country. So try whatever English you're learning, British English, American English, find someone from the country to speak to. And that could be a language exchange, could just be a pen pal, or it could be a teacher. This is my preference normally, is finding an online teacher. And I think it's a nice thing to do because you have that connection to someone in the country who can tell you about it. It's helping you learn about the culture. And I think it's a nice thing to do, especially after the pandemic. We were quite disconnected from travel, from the world. We were very focused on our own lives. And maybe you weren't able to even consider coming to these countries. But now, whether you do travel or you just meet someone online, I think it can be a nice thing to motivate your studies even more when you have at least one person from the country with whom you can talk. But, okay. That was a lot of advice, and I hope some of it was useful, because I almost ran out of breath. <laughs> Let's just finish with a podcast review. So actually, I don't have any reviews today. So if you want to leave a review, please go to Apple Podcasts. You don't have to have the app, you can do it on your computer, if you go to levelupenglish.school slash podcast, there's a button that says leave a review. If you do that, I'll read your review on a future episode. But I thought I could go to a different website and say thank you to a couple people. So I've never used this website before, but there's one called Podbean. I guess that is another podcast player, Podbean. And there's a few comments here that I haven't really seen before. So just a quick shout out. One was from 25 minutes ago. I found it just in time. And this is from quite difficult name here. Laxminarayan Patnayak. That's a hard name. But this person said, very nice learning. That's it. Very nice learning. So thank you, Laxminarayan for your comment on Podbean. I had one with someone from an Arabic name who said thank you yesterday. I can't read your name, unfortunately, but thank you. Commented on the IELTS episode. Let's do one more here from Elham, who commented two months ago now, who said, you speak really clear and I can understand. That is cool. As I learned German, I couldn't speak or think of English, but now I feel better. Thanks so much. Best regards, Ellie. Thank you, Ellie, for that very nice comment. So I don't often check other websites. I usually just check Apple Podcasts, but here's a, something new for a change. Okay, let's end with a quote or a saying that I have heard a lot. And this is related to this topic of intermediate plateau. And this is simply, what got you here won't get you there. What got you to this stage will not get you to the next stage, in other words. 
have a think about it. But thank you for listening on the podcast today or watching on my YouTube channel, wherever you are. Appreciate you and I will see you in the next one. Goodbye, everyone. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.